Good afternoon. Hi, everyone. This is Ergül. And this is your co-host, Bushra. On We Radio, Tuesday, the 28th of July, 2020. Yes. We are affiliated with The Voice of Turkey. This intro sounds so... <laughs> Professional? No, it sounds. It actually sounds so unnatural. Too cheesy. And, yeah. <laughs> and so scripted, which is totally unlike us. Yes, it's not scripted. We're not reading from anywhere. We're just talking... Yeah, we're just talking casually. Yes. I mean, How are you? I'm, I'm great. How Good are you? Good to see a smiling, beautiful face again. Thank you. Likewise, I've afternoon. missed you. I've missed you too. What a beautiful day it is outside. Is it quite warm? Uh, it feels a bit springish. Does it? I don't know why, but I'm just maybe because I was just Look, running I, around. I did feel quite warm today. However, I was just assuming that maybe I've just got too many layers on. No, and that's it's actually, why. I okay. think it was like 19 at one, degree, oh, really? at one stage. Okay. I was driving well, towards the city. Hey, it's amazing to have this weather after so much really? rainfall. I know, mind you, we do need the rain as mm. well. I have been enjoying listening to it at night. Me too. I've, I actually... Um, kind of uh, open, open my window curtain. slightly and just to hear, um, just to hear that yes, because I find it very therapeutic. It sure is. It yeah. sure is. And um, just the water dribbling and, you know, just, uh, but the wind gets a bit scary though. <laughs> Especially that, um, yeah, anyway, I won't get into it. Anyway. How have you been? I've been great. Do you have any updates regarding Marty for us? No, no real updates. Back to school this week. Okay. Um, quite scary times again with COVID, obviously. Like Everybody's got wave. extra measures. Yes, Melbourne's um, uh, uh, thinking of our Melbourneian friends out there. Um, and yes, it's been quite... Um, I think it's a bit sad that people aren't taking it as seriously as they were with um, phase one, I guess. Maybe that's what it is. And I've been seeing some silly things on um, on the internet with people refusing to wear face masks yes um, in Melbourne so that's been interesting but other than that um, no uh, we can just do our best by trying to keep us you know hygiene as possible social distancing engaging general general hygiene practices it's really funny though when when you think about it actually when you rewind rewind back a bit it's what a true Muslim should be doing anyway. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> you know, um, I went to a meeting today and it's everybody was like, we don't shake hands. And I'm like, that's the Erturul, you know, the, um, you know, with a hand on your chest yeah. saying, yes, um, that's okay. I don't shake hands as well. So hello. Nice to, nice to see you. It's interesting, isn't it? But no, other than that, um, yeah. How, and you're back to school? Yes, we are back to school. There are certainly much stricter measures that we are taking mm-hmm. place in. Um, we, I'm at a private school in mm-hmm. the western um, region of Sydney, and they're they're actually they've actually implemented a few measures such as taking um, temperature. Yeah, might have been doing that um, since. Have um, they? Yeah, since back back to after online learning right. every child's um, temperature is measured by the forehead mm-hmm. um, you guys have sanitizers in every room absolutely there's um, sanitizer stations everywhere mm-hmm. um, there was we put them in um, actually way back when it first when it first started so yeah it's been it's been around um, and yeah they're not allowed to come to school if they're over a certain temperature That's good um, yeah and if every visitor's some um, scanned as well mm-hmm. so yeah it's I think it's good to take these measures absolutely I mean that is one of the many symptoms um, it's funny because we had a few people that had been to Melbourne and back and they weren't allowed in school until they went and got a test done it was really like you know uh, we have to take it very seriously I know it sounds um, a bit too you know 
uh, what's the word, um, relaxed, but it, it's not, especially after 500 plus cases in one day in Melbourne and mm. six deaths. It um, just reminds us how serious this disease Absolutely. is and how we just have to get used to living with it. That's right. But enough on COVID. Um, good to be back. It's Tuesday again. This is, um, we are, yeah, We Radio, part of the Voice of Turkey um, family group. Anybody that's um, listening out there, whatever you're doing, driving home, cooking my dinner, <laughs> I'll be home soon. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. I'm actually so, so excited for today's program because we have a guest from Melbourne who will be dialing in with us. Uh, her name is Ali and she is a um, she's from Shukur Wellbeing um, and we're going to discuss yoga. Um, she's a yoga instructor and has been doing that for many, many years. Um, and we are going to discuss a topic that I'm so passionate about, mindfulness. But before we do go into any of that, I want to ask you, Ergilabla, let's put you on the spot here. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. What does mindfulness mean to you? There's so much of a hype, there's so much of a craze lately regarding what this term actually means and how to execute the meaning of this term and how we can implement that into our lives. Um, what do you think this um, word mindfulness pertains to? Mindfulness, oh, you really did put me on the spot. I don't know, because my mind goes a million miles an hour. <laughs> so I thought you were going to ask me, what do you think of yoga? And I was going to say, actually, you know, I did do yoga many years ago. and I Did can't, you? I can't switch off, so I want to ask. Um, I actually can't switch off. Like, yeah. my brain just doesn't. So um, in terms of asking me about mindfulness, um, I was actually thinking about that earlier today because I couldn't remember something and it's and it, it feels like my phone um my phone's memory is full mm. and it keeps coming back right. and a message keeps coming back saying it's not updated so i just realized that half my um whatsapp chats have deleted um well it's gone back to the previous backup and i'm like that's how my mind is right now because it's so full it's not registering the newer stuff i'm constantly stuck with the old stuff right. so mindfulness empty that mind out yes no i think that's important <laughs> yes. i think um that's a question that i really want to ask her because i guess at the end of the day everyone practices it in a different way Absolutely. and uh and it, and it works differently for everyone every individual and um i had the same issue with you so i've i've tried yoga mm -hmm. uh, i didn't enjoy it as much as i did pilates yeah because i felt pilates was a much uh I mean, I mean, I think it was more of an active kind of, yep. um, there were more, I'm not going to say movements because that's probably the wrong word to use, but it just, a bit it, more flexible. It, but no, it was just a bit more challenging, but mm. maybe it just was the class that I went into. Possibly. Uh, so but I is quite, um, intense too. Some it of the can moves be, you've but the one do. that I did wasn't. Oh, maybe you just had a, maybe it was yeah. that, yeah, mm -hmm. that one experience. So we want to, through this, uh, amazing session with Ali, we want to, um, also unpack some of the common myths that we have regarding what yoga consists of and how, how that, um, I guess will benefit our lives because I think being in such a busy, uh, time frame we we are all so busy we have such um busy schedules we're so we're so involved with everything that we're doing on the daily right we're just we, we struggle to sometimes take us take a step back and really just engage and enjoy in the moment so Absolutely. yoga is something that i believe will help with living in the moment not in the past not in the future but more so now today and now so that's what i want to really really um engage in with Ali.
Uh, so we're, we will be tuning in with her. However, before we do, would you like to go for a song I break? would. What do you, you have any in? requests? I actually have nothing in line. you got so nothing in line? No. Oh, my God. Just uh, surprise me. Surprise you. We're going to go English or Turkish? Uh, I'm enjoying this background song, actually. Do you? Do you want me to... I no, will just that's okay. Let's no. put it up. Reckon? Yeah, let's do it. All right, guys, you are listening to We Radio with your co-hosts, Bushra. And Akil. And we will be right back with you.
What a great song. Did you like it? Tarkan. I'm, not a, I'm not a big no, fan of him. Not. I actually really like that song. He's got such a soft, nice voice, hasn't does he? he? He does. <laughs> I like one of his old school um, appropriations. Like he, he uh, Zeetin goes down. Oh. I like that one. Have you heard him sing that? I haven't heard that song in years, actually. No, no maybe it's, we it's really nice. Maybe we can play that for our maybe. listeners as well. Maybe we can. Um, there's a few other ones that he's really... Um, he's really Done well with yes. um, quite revamping one yes. of the old school classics up. I appreciate his music. Yeah, it's very good. Do you, do you like who, who do you like? Oh, I'm a big Sinanese fan. Yes. How can I ever? <laughs> How could you forget? How could you forget? <laughs> How can I ever overlook that? Yes. All right, guys, you are listening to We Radio with your co-hosts Busha and Adgul. It is 5:13, and it's the 28th of July. 2020. 2020. The write-off year. <laughs> so happens to be the write-off year. And we have a very, very special guest who is on air with us. It is Ali from Shukur Wellbeing. Welcome, Ali. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I am quite humbled to be on your space. Thank you so thank much for you. joining us. It's been it's such a pleasure. This is a topic that I have so much... Um, I've got a lot of interest in this topic, something that... I have been researching uh, over the course of a couple of years, actually. And finally, to have someone who does this on the daily is going to be a lot of insight that I'm going to be gaining alongside a lot of our listeners as well. So thank you. I'm already thanking you in advance for everything that you're going to offer and put to the table today. Um, no, so- my absolute pleasure. Seriously, I think it's always, um, uh, I mean, conversations on mindfulness are always conversations of the heart. Mm. And I take my hat, my hat off to you for shining light on topics that sometimes people feel a little bit vulnerable discussing, but they are the places that we need to go in order to grow. Right, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with what you've said. I think um, these are also conversations that, Add value and and really unpacking a lot of uh, a lot of the times we are we have preconceived ideas regarding it. I know I did regarding yoga with, with regards to yoga. So hearing it from you as a professional is going to bring a different, like you said, it's going to shed a different um, type of light to um, the conversation. So um let's get right into it can you tell us a little bit about yourself ali so what do you do what inspired you to start up shukur wellbeing what is shukur wellbeing first and foremost okay wonderful a lot of questions right there. <laughs> <laughs> Just no you. no no <laughs> okay like i said conversations like this the conversations are of the heart and obviously my journey started um because my heart was in a particular space so let's rewind all the way back to my younger years so in my younger years i've always been someone who's a deep thinker someone who is deeply religious you know following the islamic faith living the islamic faith but also questioning more and looking for what unites us all and that's always been me for as long as i can remember but then when we go to the year 2000 
um, a tragedy hit really close to home where I experienced loss and it was the loss of my beloved husband at the time. Oh, and I'm so sorry to hear that. And Thank you. And I was left a very young, a very young widow with two beautiful, incredible children, a two-year-old and a newborn baby. And I needed to go into survival mode. And subhanAllah, the human body and the parent instinct automatically goes into survival mode. You've got to protect your babies. You've got to stand on your own two feet and you need to do what you need to do. Whether you are bruised, battered, broken to the bones, you just need to do what you need to do. And there was a presence that carried me. And I believe a lot of that was my faith in and, and having tawakul. But there was a level of vulnerability, uncertainty, grief, and things that I did not understand. And I did not deal with them for years. So for years I went on as a young mother raising my beautiful children and during those years there were signs that I wasn't doing well, that I wasn't mentally doing well, that I wasn't physically doing well and my body was giving me those signs because it was recurring illnesses one after the other and by the time my children were old enough to go to school I had a little bit more time to start unpacking what is really going on. Mm what is really going on at the physical level. Even though I lead a very healthy lifestyle, a healthy diet, I don't have any substance abuse, what is going on? And it was basically me now really unpacking, as you said before, what is happening mentally for me? What is happening spiritually for me? And how it's all interconnected. Wow. And so, and so that led me through friends, that led me to the yoga practice. Because just by word of mouth, they said, come along to a yoga class. We do some breath work. We do some meditation. And we do some movements which really help you feel into the body. Mm. And for me, that was the beginning of my journey into yoga. So when I walked into the yoga space, I walked into it because I wanted healing for myself. I wanted understanding, connection and healing for myself. But what I started to also learn as I dived deeper and deeper is that for any for any of your listeners that aren't familiar with yoga or the meaning, the root meaning and the essence of yoga, yoga comes from an ancient Sanskrit word from ancient India, which means union. And if we look at in the kitchen, if we look at ingredients and we think of egg yolk, the word yolk comes from yoga or yuj, right, which is an ancient Sanskrit word. And what an egg yolk does as an ingredient is it binds ingredients together and it emulsifies them. And so in the same way, yoga in its root essence will combine and unify the different aspects of ourselves to help you as a human being feel balanced, unified and present. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Wow. It's just it's just so deep, and I, I I really admire that it's come from a really uh, vulnerable place. I'm I'm thank you so much for sharing your your story. That that it just it's so touching. Yes, very deep. my my absolute pleasure. And and for me, I did not see any conflict with Islam with my Islamic faith when I stepped into the yoga presence with knowing that meaning because I thought Islam is all about salam. It's all about surrender submission peace and for you to be able to find that space within yourself 
within your relationships with others, within your community and within your divine relationship to your creator, you need to feel at one within you. You need to find whole all these parts of yourself that sometimes seem fragmented. Mm. And so for me, it was a really deep journey, understanding how my grief, my sorrow affected my physical well-being, understanding how my mental pain was affecting my physical pain and unpacking all of this in a way that still allowed it to be practical. So, it was stuff that I could yeah. apply. So did you find, because a lot of the time, um, research suggests, I mean, and, and anyone who has experienced this would know that when you do go and see a psychologist, for instance, after experiencing some form of trauma, or let's just say there's a lot of recurring um, issues for you, when you go to go and speak to a counsellor or a psychologist, it's not necessarily uh, uh, soothing in the first few sessions it's quite confrontational and moving forward as you begin to accept and go through the process of perhaps whether it's grieving or whether it's just coming to terms with it and, and desensitizing yourself that's when you begin to actually um, heal did you feel that through your experience with yoga or was it an instant uh, oh no, it was messy. There was there was messy. There was lots of times. Yeah, no, there was lots of times on the yoga mat where I felt aches and pains in my body, and I couldn't do what would have been considered, you know, postures that I sh my body would naturally go into, but mm -hmm. I couldn't because I stress tension being in fight and flight response meant that I was highly anxious meant that my muscles were deeply contracted and stiff meant that there were certain poses um, which in yoga we call backbends and so poses that allow you to really open your heart space open your torso I found them really confronting and vulnerable um, and then meditation, to sit with my own thoughts. I found sitting with my own thoughts really confronting. Uncomfortable. Uh, very much okay. so because I would, I would have what we would call the monkey mind. It was jumping from one thought to the other, to oh the other, God, to the other. That sounds so and a lot of, and, and those thoughts weren't necessarily always healthy. They were of a repetitive nature. Worry, fear, doubt, they were my common, um, you know, I guess my common companions on the meditation cushion, um, but also breath awareness. Until yoga, I had never really paid attention to what was my breath doing? Was I breathing, you know, calmly and um, using my diaphragm and able to tap into my parasympathetic nervous system, which is a part of ourselves that heals, digests and rests? Or was I in fight and flight and highly anxious and therefore my breath was superficial? And until yoga or my yoga journey, I did not have that awareness, that level of body awareness, and I didn't feel that I had the tools to work with the body to self-regulate. So yoga gave me a greater level of awareness and then tools to help me physically open my body up and feel better in my body and, and less um, I guess pain, um, less pain in my body. But then meditation and breath work gave me the tools to really work with my nervous system, which mm -hmm. is the seat of everything, whether it's wow. our immunity and everything else. So I just want to go back to the when you mentioned your thoughts were jumping 
and oh. you were struggling with the whole um, meditation process. I've tried meditating. Uh-huh. Um, I've tried meditating on a number of occasions. In fact, I've tried a guided meditation and I'm terribly sorry. I'm going to be very honest about it. I really did not enjoy it. I found it. I really didn't. Um, I found it extremely confrontational. So my cousin and I, um, he engages in a lot of guided meditation. And I just find it so inspiring that he relaxes his mind. For me, it's the Mm. contrary. I find that um, it it just brings about a lot of things that I may not necessarily want to um, face at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to know what, what was it that ended up, I mean, initially... I guess it could be a discomforting experience, but how do we move into finding peace with that or I guess healing or growing from those experiences? Um, I think first of all, we've got to let go of all of our, all of our levels of expectation and okay. all honesty. You've got to step into this space authentically mm. in the same way that you step into any relationship in the same way that you would step onto your prayer mat. You would step in with intention, you would step with presence, but then you cannot control whether you are going to be present the whole way through. And a lot of us who, some of us will have that awareness, like for example, in Islamic prayer, um, it's something that we do, you know, five times a day, sometimes even more for some of us who are practicing more, um, you know, extras. And we might, because it becomes repetitive, sometimes we go through the motions and go through the verbal articulation of the words, but our mind still wanders. Yeah. Right? And then every now and then we have khushua and we are actually fully present. And so it's in the remembering, it's in the remembering that the practice is in the coming back notice that the mind is wandering but then bring it back notice that the mind is wandering and then bring it back and see your thoughts if if i was to give you the metaphor that the mind is the sky and your thoughts are the clouds mm-hmm. notice the clouds coming and then notice them go can we do, do not a get session? attached <laughs> i love this hang on a second please ali <laughs> can we actually dedicate a time for us to do this in this podcast today i actually really want to put some is there obviously there's some tune that we can sure. melody that we can put on in the background we could do a mindfulness session that's that's for sure but for me i mean I, I, everything i share i share from my own experience and and, and before when you asked me you know it was d- a deeply personal journey and once i learned all of these things um, the reason why even Shukur Wellbeing was born, it was born out of me feeling that I am not the only one. I am not the only one who has felt these things. I am not the only one who would love to know what can be done. I am not the only one who wants to find that sense of union. And for me, it was my act of service to bring it to my community, my Islamic community, my my community of sisterhood. and And at that time, which was probably back in 2011, mm. I actually created Shukur Yoga because That's at the incredible. time it was, because at the time it was me wanting to step into that space and share yoga, which, like I said, yoga for me means union, and that is no way in conflict with Islamic belief. And so for me, I wanted to share 
that with my sisters and everybody else in the community. And as the years progressed, Shukur Wellbeing developed because then I, I began um, developing mindfulness programs to work with, in schools with our youth. And I've worked um, quite closely with a few Islamic schools to introduce mindfulness programs to our young people. How do kids and respond to all young adults? They actually respond so much better than us adults do. <laughs> they are they are just in tune with their bodies. Mm. Um, they are happy to give anything a go. They don't have those preconceived ideas and judgments. How naive, um, how beautiful is that? It is very innocent. Yeah. And, and I find that the younger you equip them with the tools that are required to focus on body awareness, focus on breath, notice if you're scared, how what's happening to your breath, notice when you're relaxed, how is your breath. I find that the younger you introduce that to them, the more empowered they are as they step into adolescence and step into adulthood. That's incredible. Wow. That's amazing. Because let's be honest, we all face anxiety and in this day and age and uncertain times, there's no age limit on how young we are when we do feel anxious or when we do feel fear. And the sooner that you may have that awareness and those tools, I believe the better. That's, so that's definitely true. How would you find Marty, if, um, Edgar Lobla, if they were to roll this out? God, I have no idea. It's Yoga like it's, or mindfulness yeah, practices? I mean, I remember a few, few, like quite a few segments ago, even that breathing exercise we did to, yeah. to open, you know, um, you know, which is part of, I guess, mindfulness, well-being, you know, and and thinking that made me think for a while. No, I actually did practice it for a little while. When did you, you? Get, yeah, I did. It's like you know, holding your breath. And how did you like, find it? Um, you know, it's definitely a good. We, we're so rushed these days yeah. with everything that it's, and that's why coming back to what. Um, what we were saying earlier it's like it's i just can't switch off like i mean i tried yoga probably about i oh got 12 years ago did or something you? yeah and i how did was it? we did it really early in the morning and then i'm um, just sitting there just holding my fingers and trying to do <laughs> i just we actually almost got kicked out of the class with a girlfriend of mine because i kept giggling i just could not switch off and and this is the thing you know i found it really interesting um to try to bring back you know thinking of the clouds and stuff i mean if i looked at the clouds i would probably find 10,000 images in those clouds and try to work something out of it it's I've just got this really bad um way I just can't switch off and then yeah um thinking of a million and one things I probably would be thinking of oh my god I've got to do the washing and what should I cook for dinner and, and then what what um I've got two meetings and then I've got this going on I, I just can't switch off I I I've, I've really don't understand how people do that really find it yeah. quite inspiring <laughs> I, I, I love your openness and she is she's incredible isn't I, I, she I really, I really love it. And, and let me tell you, I mean, it is a practice. We are not mm. saying here that you should not have thoughts yeah. and that you are wrong for having thoughts. But how beautiful is it that you even had a, an opportunity to become aware of how busy your mind is? A lot of wow. the times we are, we are so busy physically jumping from one task to another, mentally thinking about what tomorrow is going to bring, mm -hmm. maybe even um, constantly thinking about the past that we miss the opportunity of the present moment. And I think if we just say that mindfulness is really about bringing that conscious awareness into the present moment, then just go with that. Because if I ask you, how much time do you truly spend living in the present moment? 
then you might sit there and think a lot harder and say, oh, I'm really not sure because a lot of my times I might be actually thinking about the conversation I had this morning or what my child did or what happened to me yesterday or who I'm still holding a grudge over or who broke my heart 10 years ago or who did what to me in primary school. That's the past and we cannot change it. But a lot of the time we spend thinking about that and worrying about it repeating itself and holding on to emotions about the past. And then the other flip side to it is we spend a lot of our time thinking about what am I going to cook mm-hmm. half hours from now? Uh, how will I get my the homework done? Oh, I've got to have that conversation with my partner or my friend. Um, oh, I've got that TV show to watch. What about the washing that's waiting for me? What about tomorrow's meeting? What about what I have to do in a month's time? And we are projecting into the future and feeling highly anxious about the future. And we miss the moment where we can really make a difference, which mm. is now. Now. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of the times my children have been my biggest teachers. Mm-hmm. They constantly used to bring me into them now because children live in the present. They don't worry about tomorrow. They don't really. This is so they, true. They, yeah. they, they live in the younger present. children and, actually yeah absolutely the younger my, the younger the yeah. better and we're talking about the younger oh, the brilliant. better okay because i was they, thinking about they my... live in the present they yeah. have a tantrum that's how they feel they're really authentic <laughs> to their feelings and then, and then and then so and then cute. and then two seconds later it, it's forgotten it's, it's like the so tantrum true. never existent and they're just moving on to something else and so they love you can i ask you then is that what you would deem to be healthy I would, I would say, I'm not saying go and have a tantrum, no, but not I'm about saying the definitely, tantrum, but definitely, talking, definitely being a, a talking about it um, and not revisiting. See, my my thing about revisiting, and that, and obviously, I'm like I said, I'm speaking from experience. If you are revisiting, be clear as to why you are revisiting. Okay. If we are revisiting the past, why are we revisiting it? Because if if by me revisiting. Um, loss and grief Mm -hmm. it's about reminiscing and thinking about the beautiful memories that I had with someone and whatnot then that's wonderful and I can have a lot of gratitude a lot of shukur for the opportunity that I had for the connection that I made but if by revisiting something it's bringing up trauma and you are reliving the trauma over and over again and that is then paralyzing you for lack of better word and you're unable to conduct your daily life and unable to feel that you can live a healthy way then i would say articulated that wow then i would say you really need to think about that and if you find it really difficult to let go of that then seek seek help okay and 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 this is where it could be the help of a professional or whatever you feel your needs are and if you're unsure start the journey and you'll be led to who you need Um, but sometimes we do have a tendency where we self-sabotage ourselves we kind of revisit things not really being sure why we revisit we revisit them but we revisit them and then that that honestly holds us hostage and then we are unable to truly live our fullest potential in the moment and to truly plant the seeds of what we want to see our future bring to us that is amazing. I'm just, I feel like I'm in a really, um, <laughs> I feel like I'm in a seminar, a session of just um, reflecting. I'm a very reflective person by nature as well. And I just, I'm really, <laughs> all, everything that you were saying is just, 
I can really resonate. It's resonating with me. And I think um, I just want to clarify something. So just pausing you for a moment, Ali. So forgive me for doing this. You did mention shukur. For those listeners out there who may not understand what that term means, are you able to, and which is also the name of your business, right? Your, yes. Your, your um, what can we call it? You can call it that. It's yeah. basically taken an identity of itself. Yeah, it's just I feel like I'm doing injustice to the entire concept because I feel like sure. it's, it's more just so that. incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. I feel like I'm discrediting what you were doing. So really, hats off to you. Uh, so oh, what does you. shukur actually mean and why did okay. you choose that word out of sure. all of the words that are in um, the vocabulary that we, the, the vast vocabulary <laughs> that we have? Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, but by the time that I went through the yoga journey for my own self-healing and then undertook all of the training that was required, um, I really felt a calling, a deep calling that um, it was my duty to, let's say, to bring this into the community and it was my act of service. And so for me to step into that space, um, I needed to come up with a name because I was actually um, a, a speaker. I was actually hosting an event with a couple of other beautiful Muslim ladies um, called the, uh, the Amana event. And this happened in 2011, 2012. And by that, and at that point, I still didn't have a name. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? And I took a moment to really reflect on everything that I've been through and my Islamic faith and how I wanted to speak to my Islamic community. And the word that resonated most with me was shukr. Mm. And shukr means gratitude. And it's not just, and it wasn't just a gratitude of yes, thanks. It was a real space of humility. Like come what may, despite my heartache, despite my grief, despite my lonely tears and all of that, something deep within me knows that I am who I am because of all of those trials and tribulations. And even though I may not understand the wisdom and Allah's grace and what plan he has, my soul recognizes that there is this deep sense of shukr for being where I am. And the fact that I had to marry the two words shukr yoga at the time, I was like, for you to really reach a state of union you cannot do it without having humility and gratitude. And for me, that was sugar. So deep. Absolutely. So it, it, it was. There's a lot of depth to, <laughs> to the story behind there it. There is. Um, it's, it's coming from a genuine, sincere and authentic place, which is something that I value deeply. I mean, authenticity is everything, really. And for you, you are a living and breathing example of what you do. And I think... That's that's something that I, I really value. So thank you. Thank you so much again for raising everything that you have. I really wasn't expecting you to, you know, delve so deep into your personal um, experiences, but I guess that's what it's all about, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and that's what I wanted to do, to create a space and to share from a space of vulnerability and authenticity to allow everyone to do the same and to know that we all have our story. It doesn't need to be a sad story, but we all have our story. And so long as you can find your voice 
and see how your story may have shaped you or how the way you feel about what you have been through or what you are experiencing right now, how that affects you mentally, physically, spiritually, mm -hmm. and work holistically. That's what I want people to achieve. And, and also, that's what I hope to navigate with people through. That's, that's amazing. And also, I just want to add here that with with regards to this, I mean, sure, your story may have started in an unpleasant fashion, but I guess the reins are in your hand and you can change the ending to that story. Absolutely. And, and that's where hope and shukur actually lies. And, and really, um, I think this is such a beautiful message that we can share with our listeners today. So yes, I mean, experiences past in the past can have a um, have shaped you in who you are today, but essentially, um, it's, it's important to note that, like you said, being grateful because that, that I guess, forms a foundation of who you are, but really you can, you can change that. And there's always, um, there's always that hope when you move, when you can move forward and every day is an example of that. It's an opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and and touching on things that we've experienced in the past, I am by no means dismissing um, what people have experienced in the past, sure. and I am always advocating for people to get further assistance and help if they really feel that they are struggling with that. But bringing into awareness how our thoughts, whether our thoughts are of the past or anxiety for the future, how they can strip us away from our daily life and being in the present moment and how reliving those emotional um, thoughts really keep us hostage. And recognizing that they can keep us hostage is is where we want to break free. We want to break free. We want to be able to step into a situation as if we're stepping into it for the very first time, you know, with the pure potential, with having the potential that it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. And I'll give you an example. It's almost like if we've all been in a situation where we may have been in a relationship and that relationship has ended due to betrayal or heartache, and then we develop fear, fear of that recurring again. And then we fast forward a few years into the future and a new relationship comes our way. Now, if we are still held hostage to our past relationship and we cannot see this new relationship as a new opportunity to heal maybe what we have held on to, a new opportunity with pure potential, a lot of us will, will self-sabotage and a lot of us will still be held hostage by what we've experienced in the past and completely dismiss what's in front of us. So coming into mindful awareness is you being able to catch what your mind is doing, being able to catch how your thoughts and emotions are affecting your behavior and affecting your physical body, so, and then potentially giving you opportunity to do something about it. So Ali, we talk about mindfulness so frequently. I think it's like a buzz word that's been going around. It's just viral at the yeah. moment. Um, what type of things can we practice? What small steps can we take to practice this notion of mindfulness on the daily? Perhaps before Awareness. you sleep or, sure. you know, do you have to actually physically engage in something or is it just even sitting, you know, sitting and just closing your eyes and appreciating the air and, you know, the scents that are around you, chewing on the food <laughs> that you are eating? Okay. What, what, how let's, can we... let's, let's do it right now on the spot. Shall we? Are you in a room? Yes. Are you in the room right now? We're in a we room. sure okay. are. Do we, do we okay. put on anything in the background as sound? No, not at all. Not at okay. all. Are, cool. Okay. Are you ladies? 
please seated or standing? Seated. Do you want us to stand okay. up? <laughs> I'm very no, excited. No, I don't want you to stand up. No, I'm just trying to visualize. Okay, I'm seating. Okay. Down, all right. Facing so first the of all, First of all, for you and for any of our listeners, whether you're standing or seated, it doesn't matter. But what I'd like you to do is for the for the next few minutes, just no, no conversation from your end, just listening to my voice and just let's be guided. So right now, I just would like you to look around the room and just start taking note of different shapes and different colors of what you might see, whether it's things on the wall pieces of furniture, things on the desk, whatever it might be, but just notice shapes and colors. Notice maybe the different shades of light. If there is light, just notice how is it reflecting off what you're looking at. Yes, we can. And then I'd like you, and then I'd like you to just close your eyes. And now take your awareness to your ears. So physically notice the space that your ears occupy. And then just notice what you can hear. So clearly you'll be hearing my voice, but other than my voice, are there any other sounds that you can hear? And just become aware of the sense of hearing. And keeping your eyes shut and just noticing what you are hearing, what you are listening to, I want you to now notice your whole face and just relax your face. So if you have a tendency to frown, relax your forehead, relax the space between your eyebrows. Notice your eyes and your eyelids. Do they feel heavy or light? Do you feel that you are still alert or can you easily drift off to sleep? Are you that tired? Edgilabla's no. nodding, sorry. <laughs> Why is your eyes open? How did you see me? You just got me out of that moment. No, 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 no I'm doing this. I'm doing it. It's going so well, guys. Let's continue. Shall we continue? Yes, Shall are we, we continue? supposed to fall asleep? No. It's actually so soothing. <laughs> but let's continue because then I'm going to guide you through your breathing. So let's continue for you and for our listeners. So as you are sitting there or laying down or standing up, whatever it might be, just continue. Now, just relax your jaw. A lot of us have a tendency where we clench our jaw. So just notice what's happening for you and your cheeks and your jaw. And in the mouth, notice your tongue, your mouth. Can you create a little bit more space? I'd like you to swallow, just gently swallow. Relax your throat. Maybe also notice if there's a taste in your mouth, whether that's something you've eaten before or chewed or something you've drank. And then as you relax the throat, notice the tops of the shoulders. Do you feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders? And can you relax the shoulders down away from the ears? Can you just notice how your chest is feeling and your upper back? How your mid back is feeling and your lower back? And don't be alarmed or judgmental if already by now you're getting certain signals from the body, signals of pain or discomfort or agitation. Be aware that these things are arising, but just come back, come back to my voice, come back to noticing the body. So be aware, but continue the journey. 
How are your hips feeling? How are your legs feeling? Your knees, your calves, your feet. And are your feet touching the earth, the ground, or are they crisscrossed? Do you feel comfortable in your body? Does the right side of the body feel the same as the left side of the body? Are there areas of tension or discomfort that are starting to scream at you right now? Or are they just niggling pains or discomforts? And are you able to just stay still for a little bit longer so we can go within and just notice what is happening now? Even though you're hearing my voice, are you staying focused on my voice or are there thoughts coming in and out? And so I'm going to guide you through a breathing exercise and the aim is to see if you can remain focused on the breath. And we're just going to allow our breath to help us focus on the present moment. And just as much as you can, try and stay focused on my words. This is all about helping us tap into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the part of our nervous system which allows the body to feel safe and allows the body to feel a sense of relaxation and calm. So you may rest your hands wherever you want, either in your lap or some people like to put their hand maybe across their belly or one on their belly and one on their chest if you want that physical feedback from the body. So choose where you would like your hands. And then all I'd like you to do is just bring your awareness now back to your face, to your nostrils, and just simply observe your natural breath. Just notice your breath going in through the nose and preferably out through the nose as well. But if you're quite congested, it's okay to breathe out through the mouth. And just take a couple of rounds. Just stay with the breath. Breathe in and out. And just notice, does the breath feel comfortable? Does the breath feel short or long? And in your torso, where can you feel movement? Do you feel it in the chest? Do you feel it in the belly? Do you feel it in both? Just simply notice, no judgment, just pure observation. And right now, on a scale of one to 10, one being really relaxed, 10 being highly anxious or agitated, where do you sit? Just really honestly, give yourself a number in your mind. Where do you sit? And once you've given yourself that number, let it go, come back to the breath. And we're just gonna focus on 10 slow breaths. So I'll guide you through it. So when you're ready to breathe in, breathe in as long as you can through the nose. And in your mind, say, inhale one. And as you breathe out in your mind, say, exhale one, and let your shoulders soften. And then when you're ready to breathe again, breathe in and say in your mind, inhale two. And when you're ready to breathe out, breathe out as long as you can. Let your shoulders and face soften and say, exhale two. 
And now keep going until you get to 10. And each one of us will breathe at our own pace. I'll just sit here in silence and you keep going. And when you ladies are done, you'll let me know. Bishra, can you wake me up when the program's over? <laughs> wow. And, what I, and yes. I just want you, before we get stuck into the conversation again, take a moment to actually reevaluate, give yourself feedback. How did you feel at the end of it? And, and then let's continue the journey and give me some feedback about how that, now that was a mindfulness practice, an awareness, an observation practice. And so it doesn't need to be that long. It could be just you being in the supermarket and being mindful of what you can see or you being wherever you are and being mindful of what you can hit, listen to or you tapping into. You can take whatever I did and just take a snippet of it and that in itself can become a mindful practice anywhere, anytime. But let me hear your feedback, ladies. I want to hear Edgilov's feedback first because <laughs> I've done this and she's just walked in with a uh you mentioned that you struggle yeah i mean that was at one stage i thought i was going to fall asleep and then i tried to like no um, i I have to keep listening Is that because you know? it's relaxed it was very i, I was relaxing. very relaxed i was like really maybe just closing my eyes and i can just sleep like that so is <laughs> that how we were meant is to that feel? how we were meant to feel like really relaxed if, if you are tired if you are tired and sleep deprived of course sleep is going to be the first thing that comes up <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you've given us some insight about your personal life that you need to catch up on some sleep um, but relaxation relaxation can be something that you feel without without it being turning into sleep you can feel deeply relaxed and deeply calm and not necessarily fall asleep but um yeah no. i'd love to yeah, tell I, me more you know when you when you said like you know just drop like you know relax your mouth i i realized that i was actually like clenching your clenching jaw. my jaw i noticed I that as well I, yes i noticed that i've actually did it did drop and then when you said to drop my shoulders i did feel my shoulders like i was like oh my god i was so tense and then i did feel yeah. that i had to just let go of things and it was just like it's kind of like floating it's, mm. it was like a yeah. weird kind of like my face just i just felt my face just change mm. it was really weird yeah. and then just your voice was so um i guess relaxing and just telling me what to do it was like my, I was focusing on your voice but when I did this years ago it was really like, I think we were just sitting there trying to just listening to this music and we were just expected to just turn, switch off doing and I was arm. like yeah. I was doing that right. so how did you feel how did you feel then ladies when we were just focusing on the breath and yes. I get, asked you to give yourself a number as to where you were at on the scale and then stay with your breath for 10 rounds was what were you able to to, to stay there? I think I think by that time I was like trying to borderline think, am I falling asleep or not? <laughs> so I didn't. Okay. What about you, Bushra? Did you? I actually noticed two things about myself, apart from the fact that it was very relaxing. Um, I noticed that my jaw was clenched yep. and I also noticed my shoulders were very tense yep. and it just oh. created that level of awareness that I'm tensing my shoulders. I don't know why, but it's happening. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and this is yeah go on yeah no those are the two main things and it, i realize that i've actually got pain in my shoulders <laughs> um yeah uh apart from that i found that it was it was very soothing i did notice thoughts creep in and creep out i had to consciously stop myself from drifting so i didn't drift this time no you didn't no, so i, I didn't did have to stop myself and just focus on your voice and I, I guess that's very helpful to have that there as opposed to practicing this on my own um if mm -hmm. i was to try to meditate it, i found it much more easy i guess this is what guided meditation is right it's that little yeah piggyback what happened kind of yeah what happened when i let you go and i said just keep focusing on your breath and just keep counting inhale and exhale were you able to stay with the breath till you counted 10. yes okay so that was your inner guide leading you through it and your focus was the breath and was it becoming more comfortable the longer you remained on that no okay so that's fine and and and, and i love your you know your, your honesty that's that's fine because remember we said it's a practice mm. and it will be uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar mm. and and we're stepping into the unknown like what is this about what am i going to do am i meant to like uh sparkles and and you know i don't know fireworks meant to go off what's meant to happen you know like we've got all of these um preconceived ideas but then we really don't because it's unknown but it's about you just bringing your unconscious or subconscious into the conscious awareness so we want to actually bring in you know shed a light onto all these things that we normally don't focus on whether it's the breath, whether it's our body. I mean, how often throughout the day, you probably are walking around with a clenched jaw, are walking around with your shoulders up to your ears, mm. but you don't actually notice it so till, we, till you had a moment to pause and check in, check in with the body and then go, right, relax, relax, you know, soften, breathe. And the more we do that, the more we are training ourselves to do that and then what you will find is that these will become tools that you will be able to tap into as you know as quickly as possible whenever the need arises and my children um, they remember when they were younger and I was really trying to practice this and you know anyone who's a parent listening knows that children and partners Anyone that's really close to you knows what buttons to push and they know how to get a reaction out of you. So my children outnumbered me. It was two to one ratio and they would push my buttons and one would, when one would give me a break, the other one would start pushing my buttons. And so I was going mad and I took on this practice where I was just going to breathe really deeply and just take a really slow breath in. And then I was going to sigh out. And they started looking at me like I'm some weird person and said to me, what are you doing? And I said, I'm taking a really slow, deep breath because I don't want to lose my temper. I don't want to say anything I'm going to regret. I don't want to get angry and mean. So I'm just going to breathe really deeply and think before I speak. And they just thought I was completely cuckoo for a while. But after some time, they actually took that on board. And every time they would notice that I'm breathing really slowly and really deeply, yes. They were like, mum is actually taking her time yes. to to respond. So she's not being reactive, but she's taking her time to respond. And children will mimic that behaviour. And before you know it, they will take their time to maybe breathe or take a moment to pause. So it's really also about us role modelling this behaviour. Absolutely. 
Ali, you've been amazing. We have got literally one I, minute. We haven't even gone on to song breaks. <laughs> we it didn't it have was a song. just it was yes. such a great session. Before